We're all searching for it, or people. The ones you can call when you're at the end of your rope. The ones you ask for advice in a difficult stage or deciding on which jeans to buy. The ones who you share dreams and hopes with, who get you to the gym, and love your kids like their own. Motherhood was never meant to be a solitary role, and now it doesn't need to be. Here we discuss everything from our favorite kidisms, to mental wellness, to our best mom hacks and more. Mamas are world changers, and it's time to stop bearing that responsibility alone. So whether you're driving carpool, rocking a sleeping baby, or doing dishes, we're here for you. Welcome to the village. Welcome to episode two of the Village Podcast. This episode, we're really diving into some good content. And we're starting with the series on nervous system regulation because this has probably been the single most transformational concept that I have learned. It has changed the way I interact with my kids. It's changed the way I parent. It's changed every aspect of my life for the better the last year or so as I've been really studying and implementing this. So I am going to break this up because I want you to be able to implement little pieces. And so it's not just a whole bunch of information thrown at you. I want it to be bite-sized pieces for you to really understand the concepts and be able to piece by piece implement them to actually create change and help you on your journey through motherhood. So your nervous system is the connection between your brain and your body. So it includes your nerves, your spinal cord, and your brain. There's information that comes from your body. So your senses, it comes from your body up to your brain. Your brain interprets that and then sends signals back out to your body to tell it what to do. What can often happen is something triggers us through our senses and our brain interprets it as a threat. It interprets it to mean this is not safe for us. We need to switch over to the parts of our body that are good during an emergency. So this is what you will hear as your stress response. So this is the sympathetic side of your nervous system. There's two sides, parasympathetic and sympathetic. So the sympathetic side is that stress response. This is where you hear about fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. If you haven't heard of a fawn response, this is where you become complacent. You don't want to ruffle feathers, and so you just step aside. You're not very good with boundaries, and people tend to take advantage of you in that fawn response, but it is a stress response. So fight, flight, freeze, and fawn are your four reactions within your stress response. Other things that happen is your cortisol and your adrenaline increase. The front part of our brain, our prefrontal cortex, which is in charge of your higher order thinking, problem solving, thinking through consequences, it turns off because think about if you are being chased by a bear. You don't have time to sit and think, okay, do I want to climb this tree? Do I just need to lay down and play dead? Do I just need to run like crazy? Do I need to call for help? You just have to make a split second decision. So we don't want to be thinking through things when we're in a true emergency state. If your child is seriously injured or is choking or something like that, you don't want to be thinking. You don't have time to do that. You need to respond. So this is a really 
awesome part of our body. This is a really good thing. It's supposed to happen. There's nothing wrong with you. Your body doesn't understand the difference between being chased by a bear or a medical emergency and being overstimulated by noise from your kids or speaking in church. It doesn't know the difference. It just knows I don't feel safe. I need to go into my stress response to keep myself safe. So because your body doesn't know the difference, because your brain doesn't know the difference, it tends to stay in a stress response. This is why we are chronically stressed is we haven't rewired our brain to say, okay, I'm safe. And we haven't learned how to get back to the other side of our nervous system. So that parasympathetic side. So the parasympathetic side is also nicknamed rest and digest because you're resting and your digestive system is working. If we go back to that sympathetic side, digestion is off. So if you're chronically stressed, you may have some gut issues. So just be warned about that. It really affects everything. It's not just your brain, it's your entire body and it's going to affect different things if we're staying in the stress response. So back to the parasympathetic side, our rest and digest state. We again have use of that prefrontal cortex. Remember, this is the part of our brain that is in charge of higher order thinking, problem solving, thinking through consequences, anticipating outcomes. This now turns back on. And why this is so important is if you are familiar with the coaching world at all, so much of it is let's change your thoughts so that you can change your actions and your results, which I wholeheartedly believe in. But if we are stuck in that stress response, you don't have use of that higher order thinking. And so you can do all the thought work in the world. You can do all the things that they tell you to do in the coaching world. But if you're not in a place where your brain is is working with you, it's not going to work very well. And again, there's nothing wrong with you, but let's start with this nervous system piece. And this is why it's been so impactful for me. I've been in the coaching world for years, not just as a coach, but listening to other coaches and reading books. I've been doing that for years now, and I never understood why I would get stuck in these loops of the same problems. And it's because I was stuck in chronic stress a lot. And so that's kind of the next part that I wanted to talk about is recognizing your triggers. And some of this is just going to take a little bit of time and energy to just pay pay attention to when you start to fall into that stress cycle. So for me, a few things that are big triggers are a lot of noise, visual clutter, and feeling like I have too much on my on my plate for the time I have. So I know that those three things are huge triggers where it's really easy for me to flip into that stress cycle when that happens. And so what you can start to do as you identify your triggers is try and figure out ways that you can lower them or avoid them. And if you have similar triggers to me, loud noises and a lot of visual clutter are truly inevitable when you're parenting young kids. (laughs) It just is. And that's okay. But there are things that I have found help me become less overstimulated and keep me on the other side of the stress response. So on that parasympathetic side where I can stay rational. Going back to that, remember that when we're in our stress cycle, we don't have that higher order thinking. So we can't think, oh, I probably shouldn't yell at my kids because that's actually just going to exacerbate the problem. And I could have said this instead. That's why when you come back to a 
to a calm state, you're able to go, oh my goodness, I should have done this. Why did I not do that? It's because you didn't have that higher order thinking. There's nothing wrong with you. You just weren't in that state of mind. And so if we can minimize those triggers, we can stay on that calm, rational side where we can think through what we're going to say and how we're going to handle situations. So a few things I do with the noise Using headphones can sometimes be really helpful or just putting on white noise for myself to kind of block it out. When the loud noises start, I talk to my kids about it. I got this concept from Lauren Pace and she talks about how we are like volcanoes and our lava rises and that if our lava explodes, we sometimes explode on other people. So we want to try and calm our lava. And so that's the way I explain it to my kids is I say, okay, loud noises make mommy's lava rise. Could we maybe take our loud outside or downstairs where I'm not telling them, oh, just be quiet all the time. Although I'm definitely guilty of that. It's totally something I'm constantly working on. But if I can tell them, okay, let's take this somewhere else where it's not going to be a trigger for me. I know I can be a calmer, happier mom. And they've learned that. If I say, okay, mommy's lava is rising, they're like, okay, we, we don't want mama's lava to rise. And they're so funny. They've really picked up on this. And as I'm getting frustrated in a situation, they'll tell me like, mama, you need to go calm your lava. Another thing I do to lower those triggers to make it so that things aren't quite so intense for me is, like I said, visual clutter is a huge one for me. And if I can clean up my house at night, And just reset it so that in the morning, I'm starting fresh. Because then I also am not feeling like I'm starting behind as I wake up because, oh, I have all these things on my to-do list that I didn't get to yesterday. That has been a huge help for me to know that, okay, at some point today, my house will be picked up and it'll be picked up for a little bit. And I know it's not always like this, but knowing that at some point in the day, I will have the visual clutter put away is super helpful for me. And sometimes... It doesn't happen. Like even tonight as I'm recording, I could either clean up my house all the way or I could record. And tonight I chose to record. I did pick up a few things, kind of the biggest stuff. So at least I wasn't fully waking up to a messy house and dishes to do. And so you kind of have to figure out what works for you. But that has been a huge help for me is those nightly pickups, resetting my house So today's takeaway is I want you to start noticing what triggers you. Make a list on your phone if you need to, but just start to be aware of, okay, what are the consistent things that send me over the edge? What are the consistent things that as they build up, I tend to go into that stress response? If you can start noticing some ways that you can minimize those triggers as much as possible, probably you won't be able to completely eliminate them and that's totally fine. But if we can minimize them a little bit, that will be super helpful. In the next episode, we will talk about some ways to stay in that parasympathetic, rest and digest, resilient state, and some ways you can come back from that stress response. So stay tuned for that. But I want to go, like I said, piece by piece, because this is going to be more helpful if you're actually implementing it. So recognize your triggers and anything you can do to minimize it. Last thing for today is we always end with a magic in the mundane moment. So today's moment for me is my baby is the least snuggly baby in the world, which is truly the saddest thing for me. 
my first two were super snuggly and in a lot of ways still are and she just does not want to be snuggled she's fine being held but does not want to snuggle in and I miss it already so much but my mom discovered a couple weeks ago that if you start whispering little things in her ear that she will lean in and stay there for a while and so I've had a few semi-snuggly moments while I whisper in her ear the last few days and it's been really fun because I just whisper little things like how much I love her and how amazing she is and just like little affirmations and it really has been such a magical moment it's been fun to have those almost snuggly moments again (laughs) as best as I'm going to get from her. If this episode was helpful for you you will love my program The Reset. Doors are open right now and will be for about another week and a half for this round. It's a month-long program that is going to take you through this nervous system regulation. So we will deep dive more into your nervous system and how it works and help you identify your triggers and help you know how to more often stay on that parasympathetic rest and digest side and help you learn how to get out of your stress cycle. That's something we were never really taught And we also dive into your kids' triggers and how to help them regulate. So often we tend to trigger each other where your kids will do something that triggers you and that moves you into your stress response, which then you become more angry. You tend to start yelling, which triggers their stress response. And then they're throwing tantrums, which keeps you in your stress response where where if we can stop the cycle and teach you how to get out of your stress cycle, then you're in a place of resilience and being able to think clearly. And then you can help your kids do the same. And then they have these tools that we wish we had that we just were never taught. So that's what we're going to be doing inside the reset. And then there's also a section at the end where we start working on that mindset piece of changing the way you think and rewiring your brain now that we're in a place where our brain and body are on board. So like I said, doors are open right now. They will close on February 9th. I'll put the link to it in the show notes. And if you want more information, if you have any questions, message me on Instagram. My handle is at the Missy Allred and I can't wait to chat with you. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So message me on Instagram at the Missy Allred. There is always room in our village, so if you enjoyed it, will you please send it to a friend or leave a rating and review? Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode. Thank you for being here. I'll talk to you next week.